Well, good evening and Merry Christmas. How are you this evening? Wonderful. Well, hey, 21 years ago, December the 22nd, so 21 years ago yesterday, 1998, my wife and I were in the car rushing to the Lancaster County uh, General Hospital. She was pregnant with our second child. So many of you know that rush. As a, as a man, 21 miles from the, um, from the hospital, it'd take about 25 minutes from where I lived, but I knew I could shave it down to about 18 minutes. And, and I thought I had the right you know, reason to be able to say, I am prepared to go at 18 minutes. I'd even love to break the record. Unfortunately, I didn't have a trial run, but we had our go bag ready. Uh, and on this particular day, we rushed into the car, we rushed in the car to the hospital, we rushed out of the car into the wheelchair, uh, not both of us, just my wife, and then we rushed her into the preparatory room, and then we rushed her into the delivery room. It makes it sound like I did all the work. That is not true. Nonetheless, through the labor and through the precision of the doctors, we heard the first cries of our son. Great anticipation, couldn't wait to introduce our son to the world, to meet him face to face for the first time. And then the nurses wrapped up this baby, put him on mama's chest, they walked out of the room and the hush of the moment settled in. And the whispers began. Now you'd think my wife would say, what did you do to me? No, she whispered, I love you. She whispered to our son, welcome. Tears, emotion began to fill. And it's in these kinds of moments, like the birth of a child, or a celebration of a season around a child, where we actually, in the rush of the hustle and bustle, we have the opportunity to push pause, and then the hush of the moment settles in, and if we can lean in, we can hear the whispers. And so we thought we'd pause in the middle. You've come for a Christmas Eve Eve service in the midst of all the rush to enter in perhaps to a little bit of the hush, to lean into the whispers of Christmas. Now, Silence can actually be deafening. But if you lean into the silence in the significant moments, the silence that is deafening can actually turn to be defining. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to sit in silence. I like to press past the silence. If I can, I'll do everything I can to avoid it. Anybody out there like me? I'll fill it with food or a binge watch. In fact, had a head injury beginning of the year, and I've got tinnitus. It's, tinnitus is the ringing in the ears, and so the difficulty even in the silence where it, it can even feel a bit physically deafening. And so here's what I decided in this season, is I wanted to push pause on this rush of the season kind of move into the hush, enter in, and see if I could listen to some of the whispers of the season. So what I decided to do, I, I turned my attention to the story of Christmas, which is found in the Bible in Luke and Matthew, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to reread that portion of Scripture. 
And so I found myself in Matthew on the account of Jesus' birth, and I found myself over in Luke, and as I read it multiple times, this familiar story all of a sudden became, wow, this is an actual account with real people in a real time that had real consequences that actually play out on my real life today. And so as I sat in this story, it moved from story and narrative to, wow, this is a real account, a real event. And then it actually moved to a personal encounter. And it surprised me that when I pushed pause in the rush and entered into the hush and began to lean into the whispers, that God began to speak to my heart in this still, small voice. He says this, be still and know that I am God. And he surprised me in the whispers. And okay, when I say whispers, uh, it's a metaphor about how God grabs our attention in tangible ways, where he might give a nudge in the mind or a nudge in the heart, and he communicates with us in a way that, oh, I, I think something beyond myself, greater than myself, from the outside in, is happening. And here's what I know, that it's not, I'm not exempt You're not exempt from hearing the whispers because we're actually created in the image of a God who says, I've hardwired you to communicate with me. Often what has to happen is we have to learn how to tune in. We have to be tutored on how to hear the whisper and interpret these whispers. So here's what I'd like to do in the moments that I have with you. I'd like to just share four whispers that I got in this moment where I pushed pause, entered into the hush, and I read the Christmas story. Is that okay with you? Well, it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> Whisper number one. This really surprised me. I make myself available to every type of person. I make myself available to every type of person. Listen in in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 30. You can read along on the screens. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Of course the angel had to say, don't be afraid, because she's like, I don't know what kind of greeting this is. I don't know what kind of being this is. God made a special visit to this woman in this time. But she wasn't the only one in this narrative as I read. He also came to a religious leader named Zechariah, who was the who was the dad of John the Baptist, came to Elizabeth, who was the cousin of Mary, who was the mother of John the Baptist, came to some common shepherds who worked out in the field, hard workers, not always the highest in regard. He came to uh, politicians and philosophers. He came to educators, came to people in the town, came to neighbors, came to families. And as I read this, I realized that God is not a respecter of persons. That's what he says. That he actually comes to all types of people, which is really good news for somebody like me, somebody like you, because he comes to us, and he comes to us 
in the whispers. Second whisper. If he asks or tells me, I make space, I'm available to you, every kind of person. Second whisper is a question. Will you make room for me? Now you'll hear it in this narrative. It's pretty obvious. Take a look. Listen in from Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each one to his own town. And Joseph also went up to Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house in the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, I can't imagine if my wife and I drove 18 minutes, which should have taken 25, and got ourselves to the hospital, and they said, listen, we don't have any room for you, but if you go over to the bus stop, I know that it's enclosed and heated. No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. I can't imagine what it was like for this young girl and this young man to be in the inn and to give birth in a stable and to have their first child wrapped in the swaddling clothes in a manger. But if I hadn't pushed pause in the midst of the rush to move into the hush and lead into the whisper by reading the account of the story, I just would have glossed over the simple saying, there was no room in the inn for them, and I might have missed the whisper of God coming to me and saying, would you make room for me? And so I began to ponder that question in my own heart, and here are a couple of my musings. What does it look like to make space for Jesus in my life this year? Well, the easiest one I could come up with, and I don't know that it'll be easy. I don't know what you read for news each day. I go to Google News and I read some of the highlights and captures. It's the easiest thing for me, five minutes, seven minutes. And, and the thought occurred to me, what if I traded the Google News for the good news? And I know that's really cheesy. But if I could move and say, take that five to seven minutes, and instead of read that news thread from Google, what if I could read the news thread out of God's account in the Bible. In fact, in January, as a people called Heartland, we're going to actually challenge ourselves to read through the book of Luke all the way up to Easter. So it's a great opportunity for me to put aside the Google News and move into the good news. And to you, that might seem like a small thing, but for me, that's a big start for making room in response to the whisper. All right, whisper number three. And this one is so significant to my heart. I feel like God said this, I choose to be with you. See if you can pick it out in Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 1, 21 to 23. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
I'm sure you caught it, right in the name, God with us. So here is God in heaven coming into the earth in the form of a baby, and his name actually represents the very whisper that God gave to me, which is, I will be with you. I know in other parts of God's story, he actually says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Well, the name Emmanuel, for the people of that time, it was actually a literal and figural sense. Physically, Jesus, God, was going to be among them as he walked the earth for 33 days. But for us today, here's what Jesus says, when I leave the earth and I go back to be with my Father, I will send a helper. It'll be my spirit, and that spirit will come to live inside of everyone who believes. It's the spirit of Christmas. It is the spirit of Christ who comes to live inside of us who believe. In fact, Jesus says in John that out of us who believe will flow rivers of living water. And he was speaking about his spirit coming to live inside of us, to be with us, to be among us. And so I asked myself this question. Would this come to God be my go-to relationship? How could I, if this God comes to me, could I make it my go-to relationship? How can I, in this next Christmas season, in this next year, as God continues to come to me in the whispers of the night, in the whispers of the moment, in the whispers of the majesty of the Christmas season, would I be willing to continue to say yes, in fact, come, Holy Spirit. In fact, more. I want more whispers. I want more encounter with this amazing God. And it leads me to whisper number four. I want to show you the wonder and power of my name in 2020. And it comes right out of the most uh, familiar account of the narrative in Luke 2. And what you'll see as you listen here, you'll, you'll hear the wonder and the awe and the faith of these shepherds. Take a look and listen in to Luke chapter 2. And in the same region where there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a great multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among them with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them and into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that they had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it had wondered, and all who heard it wondered, at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And as the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them, 
And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So this name Jesus given to him before he was even conceived in the womb. One of the great privileges for those of us that have children is we get to name our children. And we spend time thinking through what might be their name. And, and we go on the, the names list and, we, and it's just a great joy. And the same is true of the Father in heaven who had decided the name Jesus for his son. And there was a particular purpose for that. Because in that culture, in that time, names had significant meaning as it related to identity, as it related to characters and qualities, as it related to the purpose for which that person came into being. So as kids, we learned pretty quick and really easy the power uh, of naming. So the exhilaration of naming, giving names to folks, it can be fun as a kid, but also the sting of receiving names, especially when they're not so pleasant. And, And the intent of naming is often to have leverage over or maybe to take ownership of or to signify a sense of intimacy with. And so as I think about names as I was a kid, uh, physical characteristics, I was called Toehead. I actually had hair when I was a kid. And it was, it was blonde, and uh, so they just, I didn't, my, my, my head didn't look like a toe. It's because of the blonde, sandy hair. Well, as I got older, it was Jaybird or JJ, kind of what my mom called me. Then, then I moved into those junior high years, and they called me Husky. Yeah. Then I grew out of that, they called me Lanky. Right? Then I moved past that, and they called me Baldy. So, please don't call me that. More endearing, I've been called Catalyst. My name actually means Swift Deselection, J. Cole. Going back to my son Noah, we, we actually wanted to name him this long name, Noah Alexander Nathaniel Winston Cole. But they wouldn't let us out of the hospital with that name. Too long, couldn't put it on the certificate. So we shortened it to Noah Alexander. Noah means rest. Alexander means defender of men. And he's been growing in that as a young man, 21 years old, we celebrated yesterday. There's power in a name. There's power in the name of Jesus, and his name means deliverer, it means rescuer, it means salvation. He is the reason we celebrate, because Emmanuel, God with us, he came to deliver us from our sins. Christ is chosen one, so he is actually the chosen one of God to deliver and rescue us. What an amazing and profound thing, and to have a whisper where God comes to me and says, I want to teach you about the power and the wonder of my name in 2020 and what that's done inside of my heart. I have this great anticipation and wondering, how am I going to learn about God as my deliverer and my rescuer in this new year? I look forward to with great faith, great anticipation, and great wonder. And there's been a song that's been capturing the hearts of many of our team, and it's called Faith and Wonder. And as uh, the team comes, would like for them to just sing it for us and we can just sit back and perhaps in the middle of this song, God would even whisper to you because he's been whispering to you all day. You might not have known it as you got prepared, as you came in the car, as you walked in the building, as you came in the room and it will continue when you leave because you're designed for the whisper. You're designed to hear the whisper. So sit back. Listen to the faith and wonder and tune in to the whisper of Christmas.
So even the whispers for me in that song took me back to when I was 15 years old and I first responded to the whisper of Christmas. His name is Jesus. 15-year-old teen lost in life, navigating a broken home. I had a mom who loved me, had a dad who loved me, but when I said yes, yes to Jesus, he changed this rebellious kid on a destructive track. I went from hanging out with the mafia boss's son to hanging out with the son of the creator. From vandal to victor, from thief with no conscience to somebody who would love to give with a generous heart. From mouthing off to create trouble to instead speaking up to bring peace. From meditating on how to take my life to instead learning how to pray so that I could give my life away for this Jesus whose name I'm invoking and he has rescued me and I had discovered the purpose of my life that God actually put me in the earth that my birth meant something and my life means something and it's not just my life it's it's your life when God puts you in the earth he meant something very spectacular and if you don't know he he will whisper to you in Christmas it's Jesus who comes to deliver and to rescue and it's cause for celebration across the earth. He leans in to whisper to us and in the hush, in that silence, light breaks in. And it's normal for us not to know what to do with the God whispers. All of us need somebody to help us understand who God is and why He came and what He has for us and how to communicate with Him. And if you have questions, that's normal because we all have questions as humanity tries to figure out divinity. And, but God wants us to know and that's why here at Heartland we've actually created space if you need space to ask the questions and have a safe place to have discussion or you're looking for friends or even just some good food on a Wednesday night, January the 15th, without apology, you can come to something called the Alpha Course and you can begin to make sense of your questions, of the whispers. We've got a space for you. You can go to myheartland or heartland.org and heartlandchurch.org. I should know that. heartlandchurch.org. You can sign up so we have space for you. If you want to encounter the God and, and be a part of something larger than yourself, we meet here 9 o'clock on Sundays, 11 o'clock on Sundays. We sing meaningful songs. We look into God's book and it gives us guidance for our life so that we can hear the whispers so it gets carried into our everyday life and that we don't just encounter God when we come here, but we carry the encounter and we learn the whisper. So as you go into your Christmas festivities, I want to encourage you to pause and listen for the whisper. Enter into the hush. Don't push it away. Rather, step into it over the next couple of days. Give yourself the gift of presence. God's presence. And you can look for it in the spontaneous places. Pay attention to it in your holiday drink, your favorite drink. Don't drink too much, but your favorite hot chocolate coffee. Look for it in those places. In your favorite meal. The beauty of the lights. The joy of a child. The sharing of a gift the watching of a Christmas classic, and even in the sadness 
and despair that can happen to so many of us in this holiday season that happens because our heart is telling us we are made for something more than this pay attention because that is the whisper when the emotion rises from the throat to the chin and comes out the eyes when the longings that get touched and the joy and the wanting for more that is the whisper of Christmas the whisper of Jesus and when the whispers come may you and I be found saying yes come more whispers as we learn how to say yes as we learn how to say come as we say more the light breaks in through the silence would you listen to the whispers of Christmas pray with me. God, I say thank you that you broke into darkness, that you are the light of the world, that you delight to whisper to us, to be with us. Would you teach us to say yes? Would you teach us to say come? Would you give us permission and teach us to say more?